for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to search us out, download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'm going to be delivering to you another exciting podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We have some great guests that will be joining us here. In fact, in just moments, we'll hear from two winning Legends drivers, one from the great state of Georgia, another one racing in North Carolina, Caitlin Hicks, who is a part of the Thursday Thunder program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, will join us along with Nathan Lyons, of Rev Racing, who just got his first win just a week or so ago at Charlotte Motor Speedway for their summer shootout program. So we'll hear from those two great drivers coming up in just moments. And then also on the way, we'll hear from Jacqueline Drake, a good friend of the show from Flow Racing, who will talk about everything coming up with her as she covers some of the greatest short track action for Flow Racing. So we'll hear from all those great guests coming up here momentarily on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, but what an exciting racing at Pocono this past weekend. I mean, wow. Talk about some uh, heated tempers uh, after the uh, Cup Series race. Of course, you had the incident that everyone's been talking about with Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. We'll get to that momentarily. And then also, I don't know if you saw, we have the video on our Twitter and Facebook page. So check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or on Twitter at SRW Radio. And there's a video, uh, apparently it looks like Corey LaJoy as well as uh, Ryan Priest got a little bit of uh, bumping and banging during Pocono because after the race was over, Ryan Priest got out of his car, walked over to Joey Le- Corey LaJoy's car, and basically started punching Corey inside of his car. So a fascinating video, uh, which you can check out on our Facebook and Twitter page. In case you did miss it, just kind of scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the video from the in-car camera of the incident between Ryan Priest and Corey LaJoy in uh, Pitt Road once the uh, checkered flag waved out for the um, race. But as we mentioned, uh, the big story of the week, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson got into a little bit of an incident that affected Larson's day, and the crowd was not happy with Denny once the race wrapped up. In fact, a shower of boos. And this is what Denny Hamlin had to say post-race about the crowd booing him at Pocono. I mean, I just, I'm just too old to care. I mean, had I had got another 20 years ahead of me, then I I get it, you know, but fandom doesn't give me trophies. Fandom doesn't do the job for me. So I, I just, you know, I... In my career, just had some pivotal moments getting into guys when, uh, you know, they were super popular and I just kind of wasn't, which is okay. I mean, I'm just not one of those good old boys, right? So, it's just on myself, I am. I, I, I try to treat people really well um, and do the right things and let the fans cheer for whoever they want. But as long as they're making some sort of noise, it's okay. So there you go. That are comments from uh, Denny Hamlin about the booze at Pocono this past weekend. And, of course, we had to catch up with Kyle Larson. This is what Larson had to say about the incident with Denny Hamlin. He gave me a really good push on the front stretch, and, and I, was, I was nervous of the move that happened because, you know, he made it work uh, on Ross last year, and, you know, he dirtied him up. <laughs> he, he knows, and 
and Ross deserved it last year for all those times that he got into Denny. So uh, I felt like I, I didn't, I, I deserved to be raced with respect at least through you know, turn one. Um, but you know he knew that was going to be his only opportunity to beat me. You know how bad dirty air was, so um, I got used up. So um, just uh, unfortunate. I feel like you know we've had a handful of run-ins. I've never had to reach out to apologize. He, he's always been the one that's reached out to me and been like, "Hey man, you're sorry. You know I, I messed up there a little bit, or, or put sorry put you in a bad spot, whatever. Sorry, you know I hurt your day." I've never had to do that to him. So, um, sure, maybe there's been times where he's been frustrated with me, um, but I've never, I've never hurt his results. You know, I, I, sh I should have at least been top two. I finished 21st. So, um, in my eyes, I mean, hey, I, I could have 10 more playoff points, two more wins right now, off the 11. So, yeah, I'm pissed. Um, I, I should be. So, uh, either way, an exciting uh, race at Pocono. Uh, this past weekend as we're just a handful of races away from the end of the regular season at Daytona and then get set for the playoffs, which kick off at Darlington on Labor Day weekend. But uh, we got another jam-packed program. We got some great interviews, as we mentioned. But before we get into the uh, great interviews here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, let's bring you up to date with all the racing action that took place this past weekend in NASCAR. All the series were in action, trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series at Pocono. And then you had action in the NHRA and the IndyCar Series were in action. Let's take a look at all the results of what happened this past weekend in NASCAR. First, uh, first with the uh, Truck Series, as Kyle Busch passed Corey Hine in the last lap to win the Truck Series race at Pocono this past Saturday for his record 229th career victory across the three major NASCAR series. It marked the 100th career win for Kyle Busch Motorsports and his 64th win in the Truck Series. Corey Hine was your runner-up, Taylor Gray finishing third, Christopher Bell in fourth, and Grant Enfinger rounding out the top five. Now, coming up this weekend is the regular season finale for the Truck Series at Richmond. That'll be coming up this weekend. Here are your current point standings right now in the Truck Series. Corey Hine is your number one ranked driver. He also is your overall points leader. He's got two wins in the season. Zane Smith is in second position with two wins. Grant Enfinger is in third position with two wins. Christian Eckes is in fourth with two wins. Carson Hosever is in fifth position with two wins. Ben Rhodes is in sixth position with a win. And then spots seven through ten are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season as of yet. That's Ty Majeski in seventh, Matt DiBenedetto in eighth, Nick Sanchez in ninth, and Matt Crafton rounding out the top ten. Over to the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill survived a wild restart in the final overtime laps at Pocono Raceway and earned his fourth Xfinity Series victory of the season this past Saturday. Hill won the season opener at Daytona and added two more early season wins at Las Vegas and Phoenix, but hadn't won over his last 13 races. Sam Mayer was your runner-up. Chase Elliott finishing third in a rare Xfinity Series start. Raleigh Herbst in fourth and Daniel Hemrick rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the point standings right now in the Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek is your number one ranked driver. He's also your overall points leader. He's got four wins in the season. Austin Hill is in second position with four wins and 
as well. Cole Custer is in third position with two wins. Justin Allgaier is in fourth position with a win. Chandler Smith is fifth with a win. Sammy Smith is in sixth position with a win. And Jeb Burton is in seventh position with a win. With spots 8 through 12 in the playoffs right now via points, these drivers did not have a win as of yet here in 2023. That's Josh Berry in eighth, Daniel Hemrick in ninth, Sam Mayer 10th, Sheldon Creed in 11th, and Riley Herps rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series, as we mentioned, Denny Hamlin returned to victory lane this past Sunday at Pocono Raceway a year after his first place finish was thrown out, giving a track record 7 wins and 50 overall in his Cup career. Hamlin also gave Toyota its 600th NASCAR victory. Hamlin passed Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon for the second straight year for most wins at the Tri-Oval Track. Hamlin and his former Joe Gibbs Racing teammate Kyle Busch had their 1-2 finishes stripped a year ago by NASCAR for aerodynamic violations. That made Hamlin the first disqualified cup winner since April 17, 1960. Hamlin and Kyle Larson bumped and battled over the final laps before the three-time Daytona 500 winner pulled away on the final restart and won with the caution flag out, leading a sold-out crowd, Pocono's largest since 2010, to shower Hamlin with boos. Tyler Reddick was your runner-up, Martrix Jr. finishing third, Kevin Harvick in fourth, and Ty Gibbs rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current point standings right now in the Cup Series, William Byron is your number one ranked driver. He's got four wins on the season. Martin Truex Jr. is in second position, but he's the overall points leader with 711 points, and he's got three wins in the season. Kyle Busch is in third position with three wins. Danny Hamlin is fourth with two wins. Kyle Larson is in fifth position with two wins. Christopher Bell is in 6th position with a win. Ross Chastain is 7th with a win. Ryan Blaney is 8th with a win. Joey Logano is 9th with a win. Tyler Reddick is 10th with a win. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in 11th position with a win. And then spots 12 through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win so far this season. That includes Kevin Harvick is the 12th position. 13th is Brad Keselowski. 14th Chris Buescher. 15th Bubba Wallace. And Michael McDowell rounds out the top 16. Over to the IndyCar Series, Joseph Newgarden completed a sweep of the High-V IndyCar Race Weekend doubleheader at Iowa Speedway by winning the High-V One-Step 250 presented by Gatorade on Sunday, bookending his victory Saturday in the High-V Homefront 250 presented by Instacart. And then taking a look at the championship standings right now in the IndyCar Series, Alex Falau is your number one ranked driver, Joseph Newgarden in second, Scott Dixon in third, Marcus Erickson in fourth, and Scott McLaughlin rounding out the top five. Over to the NHRA Series, four-time top fuel champ Steve Torres broke his 2023 win drought. Tim Wilkerson won in Funny Car for the fourth time in Seattle. Engage Herrera won for the fifth time in seven starts this season. The highlight an action-packed final day of racing at the Flav R. Pack NHRA Northwest Nationals at Pacific Raceways outside of Seattle. And to check out other drivers who won Wally's this past weekend in Seattle, just head over to NHRA.com. And also there you can check out the current point standings and all the different classifications 
in the NHRA. And taking a look at all the action coming up this weekend with the NHRA and Cup Series will be in action as NHRA will be in Sonoma, California for the Sonoma Nationals. That'll be July 28th through the 30th. And then the Craftsman Truck Series will be in action on Saturday, July 29th. The green flag will drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the Worldwide Express 250 from Richmond Raceway. You can catch the race on FS1. Also, radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which you can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. As far as the Xfinity Series, they'll be traveling to Road America for the Road America 180 on Saturday, July 29th. The green flag will drop at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the Big NBC, and you can listen to the coverage courtesy of the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series will be at Richmond Raceway for the Cookout 400. That'll be Sunday, July 30th. The green flag will drop at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can catch the race on the USA Network, and also you can listen to the coverage courtesy of the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on NASCAR Sirius XM Channel 90. So there you go. That is your racing review this week here on Southern Race Week Radio's podcast. Hey guys, this is LeVar Scott, Parker Menards East Drive for Rev Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southfield as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. She's participating in the Thursday Thunders Legends Racing Series in the Charger Division. She's already got a couple of wins on the season. Another local girl from the state of Georgia representing for Sonoya, Georgia. 18-year-old driver, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Caitlin Miss Hicks, <laughs> thank you so much thank for, taking, you for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yes, sir. And uh, I've been looking forward to having you on the show because uh, we know a mutual person, our uh, Brooke, who's now our new short track correspondent. We uh, ran into each other at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway during the uh, Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Week and had a little opportunity to kind of chat it up a little bit. But uh, she strongly recommended that I have you on the show. So thanks to Brooke. You are a part of Southern Racer Radio. Really appreciate you joining us here for the first time. And uh, before we talk about your racing career and what you've done up to this point and what you look forward to to doing uh, in the future, for maybe some of our listeners who don't know a lot about you, Caitlin, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, racing um, as far as just something you want to do. Is this something you kind of wanted to do as a hobby or is this something you're looking to do as a possibly a career and how'd you get into it? Um, so my, one of my best friends, actually Emma Brett, we, um, started like, she started racing bandos and she got me into it. So we kind of started together and I just recently moved up to legends, but I've also just like grown up at the track my whole life. Cause my brothers raced and then my dad did a little bit of racing when I was like, before I was born. So I've just always been at the track. So being around a bunch of men, your father and your brothers, what did they think about it when you told them, you know what, this is something that I like to try to do? What was the reaction from your dad, especially um, saying, hey, you know what, Dad, I, I want to take a, a shot at, at racing just like my brothers do? I think he was pretty excited about it. I don't think he ever thought I would want to do it because I was, like, so late to the game. I'm getting started, but he was pretty excited about it. 
So obviously your dad got excited, but what was the reaction of your mom when you you told him this news that you wanted to race? I think she was a little shocked, but she was pretty much excited about it too. And are there any drivers that you looked up to? What what drivers do you kind of fancy yourself with and, and maybe uh, that really kind of uh, jumped out at you as someone that you kind of looked up as to uh, as maybe a role model or, or someone that really motivate you know, that you really kind of focus in on as far as, you know, their driving style and, and maybe learning a little bit about them? Um, I would definitely have to say my brother is one of the most influential drivers in my life because he's just, like, he's so good at, like, everything he drives, and, like, he just does it so well. And then also Scott Mosley because he's helped him along with my brother have helped coach me with starting in Legends and everything, and he's just a really good driver as well, and they just give me great tips. Uh, speaking with Caitlin Hicks here, uh, th- a Legends driver in the Thursday Thunder program at Atlanta Motor Speedway on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio uh, podcast. So uh, tell me a little bit about the Thursday Thunder program which is the program you're currently racing in in Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is pretty much, as you told me, kind of the only racing that you, you've you done so far in your career. I think you've done some some stuff besides that, but that's basically what you've been zeroing in on is the Thursday Thunder program. Tell us a bit about the, the program. Tell us a little bit about that program and how it's helped you develop your your skills in developing your driving. Um, The Thursday Th- Thunder program is just, like, a really great program for, like, all drivers. Because we, like, we all get to, um, like, especially for, like, new coming drivers, like, especially like me, I just started at Legends this year, and this was, like, Atlanta was one of the first tracks I raced at, and it was just a really good experience, and then all the people there, and just everyone's so nice and supportive, and it's just a really great experience. And you said this is the first year that you're doing Legends. How was that transition from going to Bandolero Cars to Legends cars, was it a hard adjustment for you to make, or or did it take take, take some time for you to get adjusted uh, to the change in the type of car that you were driving? At first, before I started in Legends, I thought it would be like hard because it's like a completely different car. But it was actually a lot like it was actually pretty easier for me because like I actually like the Legends a lot better than Bandos, and for me, they're just easier. And you know what? They're back. You know, 10 years, 15 years ago, there weren't a lot of women or, or girls racing uh, in NASCAR, in Bandos, in Legends, or any kind of short track racing. But now there seems to be just so many females and girls out there racing uh, in Legends, in Bandos, short track, you know, also in NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA. So as a female in the sport, is it tough for you to race with the guys or do they look at the, the you know do they care that you're a girl does how is that situation like i mean i feel like most of them have become more acceptive of it now because there's so many of us now it was definitely probably a lot harder when there weren't many girls but for me it hasn't really been any like there hasn't been any challenges or anything with it so far now when you're at a race at atlanta motor speedway and you see all the little girls out there um, how cool is it to know that uh, they might have someone that they can look up to, like yourself, for instance, to know that, that it's possible for them to be able to race with the guys? Um, I'm sure you probably get, get approached by a lot of these little girls when you're participating during Thursday Thunder. What's that like to have little girls maybe come up to you um, inspired by what you're doing and hopefully one day maybe doing the same thing that you're doing? Because possibly for you and a lot of people who are doing this now, you really didn't have – 
a lot of female drivers that you can kind of look up to and be motivated and inspired to know that you could do it someday. Yes, it's very, like, I'm glad that girls would want to look up to me. Like, that makes me feel good that I help influence them to do something that maybe they were, like, scared to do or scared to try, and now they want to try it. So that makes me feel good. Now, you've had a pretty good season so far in the Thursday Thunder program. You've gotten two wins during the regular season. You also got a win during the special Thursday Thunder race they had at Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, during race weekend, which is a big deal because, uh, you know, a lot of the cup drivers are there. A lot of big names are there. Uh, probably a lot of people who haven't seen Legends or Bandoleros driving before has been able to see you win that race. Tell us a bit about racing Atlanta Motor Speedway and tell us about some of those wins that you collected uh, so far during the, the regular season of Thursday Thunder? Um, the wins were pretty exciting, especially the first one I got of the Thursday Thunder season because that was actually my first win ever. So it was, like, a very exciting moment for me and, like, my family and friends who were there. And it was pretty cool to race during NASCAR weekend because they had the stands open so people could watch, and some people probably haven't even seen a bandolero or legend before so it's probably pretty cool for them to watch that and that was very exciting to have people in the stands watching me when i won now how many years have you been racing up to this point now how long have you been in the car racing i would have to say three i think three years yes sir wow so you've already gotten yourself a couple of wins uh just in a few years of racing so now the big question is, is what, what's next for you is this kind of like a hobby for you is this something that you would like to turn into a career where do you see see yourself going as far as continuing the 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 progression and, and what's your overall goal? What's the ultimate goal for you here in, in this racing career you got going on? Well, for right now, it's been like a hobby. Like I enjoy it. I mean, I would further it, but I also am focusing on my educational, like educational stuff. Like I'm going to um, Gordon and hopefully pursuing a career in nursing. So. I want to focus on that, but then also have racing as, like, something I do for fun. But then if it went anywhere, just, like, go with it. And what is your future plans? Because right now you're just basically focused on Thursday Thunder, Atlanta Motor Speedway. But do you see yourself going to other tracks to compete? Or, or are you just strictly just kind of focused on uh, AMS and the Thursday Thunder program? Um, I'm probably going to, after Thursday Thunder, try to race some races at Cordial or some Lanier races. Okay, cool. Now, if our listeners want to follow along with your career, maybe catch up with what your what events you might be coming up with, or or just keep your track of what's going on with you at Thursday Thunder. Uh, where can our listeners keep up with you, and you know, social media or anything like that to kind of keep up to date on what's going on with you and, and your racing? Um, I have a, my personal Instagram. It's Caitlin Hicks. It's K A T E L Y N H I C K S and. 00563 is my Instagram account. All right. Well, listen, Caitlin, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully we'll have you back on the program here as the Thursday Thunder season continues on. And and I'm looking forward to seeing what you got coming up here down the road. And appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Really appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on here. My name is Buddy Hull. I'm the driver of the Vertex Roofers, Renegade Fuel and Oils, Methanol Moonshine, NHRA Top Fuel Dragster. And you're listening to Southern Race Week Radio. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southfield. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here. 
via the Food Depot hotline as he picked up his first win for Rev Racing just the other day at Charlotte Motor Speedway during the summer shootout program they have going on right now. So let's welcome him in. He is, as I mentioned, a driver for Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Nathan Lyon! Nathan, thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm no, having a great day. Appreciate you taking the time to join us here, Nathan, and congratulations on your first win you got for Rev Racing just the other day at Charlotte Motor Speedway. But before we talk about that win and, and your racing career, let's kind of go back to when it got started because since this is your first time on the show, as tradition here at Southern Race Week Radio, when we have a racer joining us for the first time, we want to introduce them to our audience and learn a little bit about your your background. So quickly tell us, uh, how did you get into the world of racing and what made you decide that you wanted to be a racer? Um, well, at the age of six, I went to my first race at Texas Motor Speedway, the AAA 500. And ever since I've been going to that race, I've been hooked on NASCAR. And um, at the end of 2021, I started racing a Bandolero, and that's how my racing career got fired off. So what did your parents think and your family think when you told them, you know what, I want to be a racer, and could you help me out on that? What was that conversation like? Well, I have a cool mom, so she <laughs> she went all in and— we moved from Texas and started racing in Charlotte. And, I mean, that's a big deal because, as you mentioned, you're from Texas. You guys made the move all the way to North Carolina to really focus on your racing career. So is your parents uh, big racing fans as well? Yes. My mom is as big as a racing fan as me. <laughs> yeah, because I've been to your website, and I saw a lot of the pictures you have there of yourself as a young kid at Texas Motor Speedway along with your mom as well. So uh, that's really cool. So. Tell me about, you know, the transition and the move. I mean, how difficult was it for you to kind of make the move from Texas, which is where you grew up most of your life, to North Carolina? Because that's a big commitment. That really says a lot about how committed you are to wanting to make this um, not a hobby per se, but you're looking at it as more of a career choice, correct? Yes, sir. And moving from Texas was hard. As you know, Texas is pretty far from North Carolina, more of like a 14-hour drive, so. It took us about six months to get the house up on the market and pack up all our stuff. But once we got to North Carolina, it was amazing. We started racing, and ever since, we've been on the move. Speaking with a driver, Nathan Lyons, here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, is he's a driver for the Rev Racing uh, Cavalcade of Drivers. And we've had Mr. Siegel on the program here a couple of times. And Rev Racing has been very successful in developing young drivers to go on. I mean, the list is crazy as far as the drivers who have gone through Rev Racing and have gone on to have amazing uh, NASCAR careers, whether in the Truck Series, Xfinity, or even the, the Cup Series. So tell us a little bit about how you found out about Rev Racing and then signing up for the Driver Diversity Program. Um, when I got down to North Carolina, uh, we were looking at stuff on social media. We saw Rev Racing, and about midway through the summer, me and my mom decided we wanted to um, apply to the program because we thought it would be good for me to learn more and develop me and also help me get through my racing career. So we applied, and thankfully, um, thankfully we made it to the combine. And thankfully enough, we made it to Rev Racing. And it's been up from here. I've learned so much from the program. They've developed me, made me probably a better driver, and they're probably the only reason I'm standing in victory lane. 
And tell us about some of the drivers. Are, are there any drivers right now with Rev Racing that you've that have taken you kind of under their wing, or someone that you've kind of gone to for advice or or had your questions answered? Is, is there any drivers there in, in the Rev Racing camp that you've really kind of latched onto? Pretty much all of them. All of them are cool and nice. And but Lavar, Lavar Scott, he's taught me a lot. And also Justin Campbell. A lot of them have um, been cool to me. Lavar. And- they're like big brothers to me. And Matt Siegel, who's the owner of Rev Racing, I mean, he must be, this must be a guy that you look up to and, and really appreciate because the driver diversity program has really given a lot of drivers an opportunity to be noticed, to be seen, and to also drive in great equipment, which is something you're fortunate with as being able to drive for Rev Racing where you're always, and, and Mr. Siegel has done a great job of providing you with the best equipment to go out there and make yourself look good and put on a great race. Yes, sir. And Mr. Siegel's put on a lot of good stuff for us. Very inspiring man, and I definitely look up to him. Like, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the diversity program. So tell us a bit. Of, uh, tell us a little bit about that win you had the other day at the summer shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is, was I know that's your first win with Rev Racing, but is that your first win in your career? Uh, back in 2022, I got a win in a Bandolero, but it is my first win in a legend car. And it was really special because I've got a lot of seconds and third places. I've been so close to winning a bunch of times. So that, that one really hit hard. And how was that transition from Bandos to Legends cars? Because they're completely different vehicles. So how much of a learning curve that you have in, in, in going from the Bandos to the Legend cars? Um, it's definitely a big learning curve. The first test I ever did in a Legend car, it kind of amazed me because I could feel myself pushing back in the seat, all the power in that legend car. And it's a huge transition. iRacing also helped me with that, helped me learn the car and all the ropes around it. Now, uh, let's talk about the future because I'm sure, as you said, you made a lot of commitment here. So I, this is basically going to be the start of your career. What What does the future hold for you? What What's the ultimate goal uh, for Nathan as far as his racing career? As most kids want, to make it to the Cup Series, I also want to make it to the Cup Series, and hopefully, I could go with the pro, go through the program with Rev Racing, make it up to ARCA, and maybe trucks in the future. Well, Nathan, well, we're really excited to see what the future holds for you, my friend. And as we mentioned, so many great drivers have come through of Rev Racing, have gone on to have uh, amazing uh, careers in the Cup Series, Xfinity. Uh, you mentioned the ARCA series as well as the uh, truck series. So we're really excited to see what the future holds for you, Nathan. If our listeners want to follow along with your career, kind of keep up with what's going on with your racing and everything like that, where can they go to get information and uh, keep up with you, whether it's social media or a website or anything like that? Yeah, if they want to keep up with me, look up Nathan Lyons Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find my social medias on there, and I also have a website, as you said earlier. That's where you can find me. Hey, guys, Dave Burns from NBC here. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself as we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. She's getting set for another busy weekend as she's going to be covering so much short track action for flow racing. And also, she helps out the NASCAR Roots program for NASCAR.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the lovely Miss Jacqueline Drake. Yeah. Hello. Miss, 
Hey, Miss Drake. Once again, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Oh, I absolutely am. It's been a pretty busy day here in Charlotte, North Carolina, but uh, staying busy seems to be the name of the game whenever you work in racing. And uh, Jacqueline, you definitely have been uh, a busy young lady. You've been all over the place. You've been covering so much for Flow Racing from, you know, working in the booth, pit road, all that kind of stuff. And I know you got a lot of uh, a lot going on. But before we talk about what you've been going on in, in Flow Racing and everything, let's talk about everything you've covered up to this point, because you do a lot of different series for flow racing. So tell us some of the series that you cover uh, for flow racing and what are some of the great venues that you've been able to attend and, and check out events at? Yeah. So um, I am actually a full-time employee at NASCAR. So I work really closely with our partners at flow racing, which means they send me to a lot of our NASCAR sanctioned short track events and that's inclusive of, oh man, tracks all over the nation, whether it's uh, doing NASCAR wheel and modifieds or doing some of our big crown jewel late model events. So my season really starts off uh, around the icebreaker at Florence every year, and then it uh, moves over to the World Series of Asphalt at New Smyrna Speedway. But since then, uh, it has been a wild year now, only July. I'm halfway through my 30 race schedule, and that keeps me quite busy, like you had mentioned, on pit road or up in the booth at Bowman Gray. Um, I went to South Boston here recently for the first leg of the Virginia Triple Crown and pit reported there. Um, and then I've done a ton of modified races at Bowman Gray. I still have two more to go. I'm going to be there uh, August 5th and then also at the season finale. So the modified community, I, this is only my sophomore year in covering asphalt modifieds, like coming from Texas, the fender world, I came from late models. And then before that, when I started my racing career, I was in dirt racing. So uh, learning asphalt modifieds has been quite the uh, learning curve for me. I was actually able to jump in one last year and get a feel for just how those cars work. Um, but yeah, they've been, they've been keeping me on the road and quite busy. Uh, definitely extremely blessed to be able to go and travel to all these races and see so many different venues. Uh, went to Lee USA as well, covered an event up there, um, which is the furthest north I've ever been in uh, short track land up in New Hampshire. And then uh, all over here in North Carolina and South Carolina, and then going to Langley Speedway in Virginia here this weekend. You know what, Jacqueline, I've noticed is that it seems that the short track world has really gained a lot of popularity between flow racing and a lot of the of these other streaming sites that are showing a lot of these races. Because for a long time, you were never able to see the great talent that was in the short track world because they weren't being broadcast. They weren't being publicized. And now you see a, a real resurgence with um, during NASCAR weekend at the All-Star Race in North Wilkesboro with the Cars Tours event and a lot going on. I know here at Atlanta Motor Speedway during their race weekend, they had the uh, Bandoleros and Legends races um, during the NASCAR race weekend on Thursday night. You see a lot of the tracks starting to kind of showcase these events. This is where the future is. Josh Berry is a perfect example of a driver who's come from that world who's now making into the NASCAR world. Um, you're, you got your holes, you got your beat, you got the pulse of what's going on. What are some of the drivers that you've seen that have really impressed you to the point that you might see them as the next Josh Berry, who's going to be able to make that, that move from the short track world to trucks, Xfinity, or even to the cup series. Yeah, you really hit on it there. And definitely with cars tour being around in this region and now the new ownership with them, um, I'm on their broadcast half of the season. And so I really get to see that talent up close and personal and the moves that they're making. And I've completely dubbed 
Carson Quapel is the next Josh Berry. I know that that is pretty predictable him at junior motorsports, but just seeing the way that he conducts himself at the racetrack with working on the cars, his feedback uh, with his crew at junior motorsports. And then of course he's just winning all the time, whether it's in the pro late model or in the late model stock, uh, he is one to watch out for. And then, on, and then if you look at Brennan queen, Butterbean queen or Connor hall, they're, they're right there on the tails of him. But as far as somebody who is ready for that next step, I would say that Carson definitely is the one to watch out for when it comes to the late model world. Speaking with Jacqueline Drake here on this week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio with uh, Flow Racing. And and Jacqueline, I know you're busy, but I've seen, I follow you on social media. And when you're not working, I know you definitely take that time to relax and unwind a little bit. What are the, some of the things you, you enjoy doing when you're not working? You do have a little bit of time to, to kind of maybe decompress and and just, you know, get away from the racing world for a little bit. What, what do you enjoy doing? Oh, man, I uh, I almost started laughing there for a minute because I don't think that I actually ever truly decompress. Even on the beach, I'm like constantly thinking about things or talking to my boyfriend about uh, my career ideas. And he probably is tired of it and wants me to just shut up by now. But um, I really like to go to the beach. There's so many really nice beaches here in North Carolina. We went to Wilmington on my one off weekend in June. And then I had an off weekend here in July. And we went to just a quarry that was local. But I like to be near the water. I like to do something that uh, has to do with that or or hang out um, here just by my house and eat good food and see my dog, cuddle with him. So, you know, really basic things. But uh, during that time, I do try to unplug just a little bit. Not too sure if I'm doing the best at it, but I, I try to make time for that. It's, it's really important. With my family being in Texas for the most part, and then my brother traveling on the road uh, in the Cup Series, being gone quite a bit, uh, it makes for a really long season. So we really look forward to December and January, those off months where we can hang out and spend time together and maybe take a vacation then and, and truly get away. Now, uh, Jacqueline, I know you got a lot of work coming up. As you said, you're always constantly busy. So where, uh, as you get ready for some more racing with Flow Racing, uh, what are you going to be covering and, and what events coming up on the calendar? So some of our listeners might be able to check you out and, and see you doing what you do uh, for Flow Racing. I'm really excited. I'm going to be heading to the Car Store Hickory Throwback Race, which I am going to be wearing a 1999 Miss Winston jumpsuit that I've come into contact with. So I'm super excited about that to uh, give a, a good throwback to Amy Henderson, who was uh, Miss Winston Cup. And then I'm going to be doing a couple of nights at Bowman Gray. And then actually uh, outside of the flow racing, I'm going to be event hosting a motor trend event, a roadkill nights up in Michigan alongside Christy Lee. So that's something new for me. It's going to be my first drag racing event. I had my first Formula E event this year and now working closely with motor trend for that. So we got a busy next five weeks coming up and uh, I'm ready to, to get going. Well, Jacqueline, uh, we always appreciate you taking the time. You're a great friend of the show and we we'll always appreciate it when you have a little bit of time to uh, join us here and, and talk some short track with us. Uh, good luck to you as you continue on with your season here in 2023 and looking forward to catching back up with you down the road and keep us updated on what's going on, my friend. Hopefully next time we're talking, uh, I'll be able to share some exciting news potentially about me getting actually back behind the wheel myself. Ooh, well, we'll definitely keep that in mind as you get closer to that. That's great news of the year. So uh, as always, Jacqueline, thank you so much. And if our listeners want to reach out to you on social media, follow along with you, where can they go to 
to do all of that. You can follow me on uh, Facebook, just Jacqueline Drake, or on Instagram and Twitter at the one and only JKD. And I also love the TikTok, so check me out on there and uh, follow along. Love to be friends. Hi, folks. This is Ed Clark, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southeast. We wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And if you want to listen to this episode once again, well, the podcast will be up and loaded on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So just head on over to one of those podcast locations, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, and we really appreciate it if you download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, we want to thank our great guests, for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, thanks to legend drivers Caitlin Hicks and Nathan Lyons for joining us, and then also Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing. So thanks to those great guests for joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And don't forget that we always provide for you the latest racing news and information there on Facebook and Twitter. So make sure you check that out. And also our email address. Anytime you want to drop us a line, let us know what you think about the program or if you're up-and-coming driver or maybe you're an owner of a short track in our listening area feel free to reach out to us and let us know about that as well the email address is srwradio at yahoo.com once again that is srwradio at yahoo.com and once again we really want to thank you our loyal southern race week radio listeners for tuning in to the radio show or, or listening to us here on the podcast and once again don't forget the podcast is available for you at iHeartRadio, itunes spotify and soundcloud so enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch back up with you next week right here for another brand new week's edition of southern race week radio along the far-flung southern race week radio network Thank you.